Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine, a podcast about wine, writing, and song, but mostly wine and writing, with your hosts, Samantha Graves and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls. Thank, Thank you, Wanda. you, Wanda. Welcome to We'll Write for Wine. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. Welcome to a new year at We'll Write for Wine. <laughs> We're going to talk to you about wine and writing. Yes, and today's episode is on craft, how to keep your hero and heroine from jumping each other. <laughs> In other words, sexual tension. And we don't mean the bed springs either. <laughs> no, it depends on how you use them. <laughs> We'll get to that later on in the program, but first we have wine. So, Lonnie, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I actually am having the champagne that uh, we didn't drink on New Year's. Oh, <laughs> I promised there we go. the kids that they could stay up until midnight, and I had this bottle of champagne. My father-in-law, my mother-in-law, and mm-hmm. Adam and I were all like, Ugh, you know, so exhausted, so we didn't even touch the champagne. <laughs> and the kids, the second the ball dropped, were like, "All right, that's it, to bed." <laughs> They're all exhausted. They actually made it to midnight. Oh, yeah. No, they were doing great. Oh, my God. They were doing great. We were falling asleep on the floor. (laughs) You know, my father-in-law was snoring on the couch. And I felt bad because, like, we we don't have a big house. So, like, when people come to stay, we pull out the sofa. (laughs) It's nothing Mm -hmm. but the best. It's Shay Rich, right? (laughs) So, um, you know, they're on the sofa. And they're both, like, trying not to fall asleep. And I feel, but I promised the kids, you know, it's in the middle of the living room. It's not like they can go to their, like, guest room or whatever, you know. And I promised the kids they could stay up till midnight. The kids were so excited. So the kids were up and they're playing. They're having a great mm-hmm. time. It's midnight. They could have stayed up all night. They would have been fine. Meanwhile, all the adults are like, ah, <laughs> you know. But anyway, so the, the champagne that I bought was a barefoot bubbly Chardonnay champagne. Huh. Interesting. Which, yeah, I'd never, like, you know, champagne has always been just kind of like generically champagne to me. Like, I never right. thought of there being a Chardonnay version of champagne. Mm. But I guess it's just Chardonnay with bubbles. You know, I'm good with that. Yeah. That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> and the wine notes are from Wine Report magazine. This wine had copious amounts of bubbles and a pale yellow color. It had aromas of green apples, tropical fruit, and a slight yeastiness. Which yeah. usually, I guess, is not good, but in this case, it's probably okay. <laughs> Tasters describe simple flavors of apples and honey in this crisply textured wine. Medium in body with a pleasant mouth feel, it finished with a note of cream and a touch of sweetness. Just Interesting. Really cool. It I, sounds good. It yeah. is, actually. Um, yeah. It's 11% alcohol and $9.99. I actually remembered how much I paid for it this week. Woohoo! Awesome. <laughs> Go me. <laughs> Um, and my notes are that it is totally yum. I love it. Oh, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of like the super dry champagne. Um, but any really sweet wine also turns me off. And this is right. Like, right in that perfect zone between dry and sweet. And it's got nice flavors. And um, and it's different from most of the champagnes that I've that I've had. And that I think it just has more kind of like I always kind of think of champagne as being like kind of tasteless a little bit mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of like it's fuzzy and it's alcoholic and it's okay but you know <laughs> um so anyway I'm giving it four and a half glasses awesome mm-hmm. that sounds good how about you, you know if, well uh tonight I'm having a bottle of champagne as well because you uh-huh. said you're having champagne I'm like hey I'm gonna get We're my champagne celebrating out the new year that's I right know. Mm-hmm. and I took it out of my brand new wine refrigerator uh-huh. that Santa brought me Ooh. It, which is sitting in my office <laughs> oh my god you have a wine refrigerator in your office in my office Santa yeah. loves you yeah, I know. How dangerous is that? <laughs> That's so cool. I got like a corkscrew like taped to the bottom of my chair. And, you know, <laughs> I don't even have to leave the room. 
if there's ever a natural disaster, I want to be in your office when it happens. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I am having a Goose Watch Golden Spumante mm-hmm. Sparkling Wine from the Finger Lakes. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from the website, which is printed on the bottle. Thank Yay. you. This ha- uh, Have fun with this effervescent and fruity spumante mm-hmm. that is sure to spice up any moment that it is, uh, that it is served. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, just keep going. It's oh, fine. They don't care. Writing. You don't care if it's screwed writing. up, do you? It's been a long so, week. Yeah. <laughs> semi-sweet with fresh grape aromas. Ooh. And it really does smell. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. The smell is wonderful. Oh, you good. can smell the mm-hmm. grapes and everything. Oh, that's great. It's a twelve percent alcohol, four mm-hmm. percent uh, residual sugar, mm-hmm. so it is a little on it's the sweet, sweet side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nine ninety nine a bottle, there just you like go. yours. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my notes are it's it's sweet, but it has enough tartness, so it's not like sickeningly sweet. Yes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, so, that's good. so I really like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it four glasses. Oh, excellent. Uh-huh. Well, it's a good yeah. night for champagne. I know. Right. It's a good idea. We just had somebody ask us if we would try champagne. So, oh, did somebody? There ask? you go. Well, there mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> there you go. We aim to please. We're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that we've got that taken care of, let's move on to this week in the forums. Right. Since our Wiffer forums have over one thousand posts in a month. Unbelievable. I can't believe it. Uh, we thought we'd add a segment just for you guys called This Week on the Forums, where we briefly recap the activity for the week. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this week on the forums, the hot topics ranged from which tarot card are you? Right. <laughs> I was the only one who was the lovers. Everybody else is like, oh, I'm the high priestess. And this is like <laughs> the big writer. I'm like the whack job against the lovers. <laughs> Uh, to conquering procrastination, yes. mm-hmm. which was fun, to good online writing classes. Mm-hmm. Also a good yep. topic. Yep. Mm-hmm. We posted our 2008 writing goals, mm-hmm. and I loaded a new book club board uh, for the Whiffers who read. Right. They're all they, reading they, our they, books right now. They're all reading our books. <laughs> I know. So sweet of them. <laughs> yeah. And the Whiffers won a WhifferCon at uh, RWA Conference in San Francisco. So what do you think? Oh, I would love it. I Wouldn't would that be love fun? it. I think we should absolutely have like a have all the Whiffers get together at RWA yeah. in San Francisco. So we'll definitely be doing that. Um, okay. That sounds also, good. Also, I have to say, I think my favorite post for this you know, time has been <laughs> the new way to kill time post in the Writing Life Board, um, inspired by the rampant bubble shooter addiction that somebody <laughs> started. I'm not name and names or anything yeah i know i can't even tell you how many people like send me emails like curse me out like yeah you know uh but anyway uh because the bubble shooter addiction our whiffers um have started this uh cool like places to play games and stuff online Mm -hmm. and everything uh there's chain factor which is this kind of mathy game and i'm not usually a numbers girl but i'm kind of addicted i'm kind of addicted and they also have this really cool map game at travel pod dot com I think it is I don't know it's it's in the whiffer form um, yeah. and where you have to locate all these places on the map and I'm totally addicted to that I mean I, I honestly know. did not realize how freaking ignorant I was about <laughs> geography until I started playing this game and then I got really into it. I'm like now I know where everything is so when people like talk about Indonesia and everything yeah. like I know where that is I know <laughs> it's right between China and Australia anyway it is I get totally jazzed about this because stuff. I still get confused where Korea and right Korea and like Vietnam it, and yes. you know, all those, those kinds of places. Two. Oh my and then god! And some. did you see all the European nations? 
that like oh my god what are they the size of a postage stamp Seriously. i'm trying to click on it i couldn't even like get the little sticky in there i know i know well, no matter have, how close but you can go to um like because it does the world thing but then you can mm-hmm. also focus on like you know europe and africa and south america i gotta tell you my south america uh-huh. oh. i don't i know you know brazil and chile mm-hmm. and venezuela I, argentina i know they're all in there I just yeah, don't know which yeah. area they're in. So I'll like click on South America. They'll be like, no, it's up at the top. I always get um, Argentina and Venezuela confused. So when they do Venezuela, Venezuela's at the top and Argentina's toward the bottom. And I always click on like the wrong place. They're like, you know, mm-hmm. this is Earth, right? You know? <laughs> because they get kind of snarky if you don't know. Well, South America, I'm not too bad with because I've been doing a lot of research on it. Oh, right. You but have. But Africa? Uh-huh. Oh, Africa. I'm You know useless. what? If it sounds like an African nation, I just stick the needle in the middle of the country right, and hope right. for the exactly. best. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. But even the United States, like I played a, a game a few years ago where you had to like name all the states and like put them mm-hmm. in the, you know, and I would screw oh, that one yeah. up constantly. So then I started doing the United States challenge on this and I'm sort of, there's some that I still get like Nebraska. God mm-hmm. bless all you Nebraska. People. I have no idea where you are. In the, I mean, I know you're in the middle somewhere, you know, like there's some, yeah. like Nebraska, Iowa, like you're in the middle somewhere, you know? Um, and well, then there's those four square States that all look oh, the same. Oh, right. Right. Colorado, Utah. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. I just kind of, take a stab at eeny meeny yeah, right exactly thing. yeah and just kind of stick I mean, right <laughs> you know and tennessee and north carolina like all these places georgia alabama arkansas all those i screw those Got up that. all the time oh i, I get screw those, those, up all the time. those i'm like which one is it Biloxi. <laughs> there it is um but uh, you know but it's really fun and i've actually learned a yeah. lot and i actually what level are you up to oh I, is, are there levels yeah, oh i've gone yeah. up to i've gotten as far as oh you mean like the thing like level eight like i've gotten as far as yeah that. That's as far, That's as, as, far I've as I've gotten, gotten is level, level eight. eight. Um, yeah. but, uh, because but then, really then they start like giving you countries that I never heard of. Oh, and they start giving you towns, but they don't tell you what country it's in. So you're just like, I don't know, Europe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as we talk on about this, you guys will totally understand if you go to the Wiffer forums and find that thread and look at this game because you're very educational as well. It is. It's absolutely yes. so. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we would like to thank all our whiffers for the excellent show topic ideas right. for 2008. Mm-hmm. We are definitely going to go for a bunch of those. Yes, yes, it'll be very good. So, yeah. All right, on that note, let's refill, and we'll be back in a minute. Okay. At Will Write for Wine, we take our civic responsibility very seriously. We don't want anyone getting into any trouble just because we made drinking wine look cool. So we'd like to make the following statements. We are cool. We just have to be drinking wine while being cool. It's not the wine that's cool. It's us. And you, of course, because you listen to us and you're obviously in the top 1% of cool. So you should be happy about that. And that's it. That covers it. But the public service announcement is scheduled for a full minute. So underage people get a Pepsi. No soup for you. And if you're planning on driving tonight, put the glass down. Not worth it. Also, never pluck your eyebrows when you've been drinking. That's a handy piece of advice. Oh, and if you put a bottle of Chardonnay in the freezer to chill it quickly, set a timer. A loud timer. Trust us, the last thing you want is a bottle of Chardonnay exploding all over your veggies. And if you're over the age of 35, no drinking games. You're going to have to trust us on that one. Okay, that's it. Time's up. Just remember, it's not the wine that's cool. It's you. Welcome back. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. And this is Will Wright for Wine. 2008. Woohoo! Yes, 2008. <laughs> 
It's time for this week's listener question, which comes from Noblest somewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Although I think when you got a name like Noblest, pretty much that's enough. Yeah. We don't need to know where you are. Yeah. You, you've, you've distinguished yourself with the name. So. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Noblest writes, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on the line, however hazy, that you set for yourself and how explicit to get in your writing. Where do you draw the line? When do you close the bedroom door? Well, you know, the first time I read this question, I thought it said, however lazy. <laughs> however lazy? <laughs> No, that would be for me. I'm the lazy writer. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, for my answer, um, I'd say it depends. It depends on the mm-hmm. writer. Also depends on the genre, the publisher, the editor, the market, the audience, you know, all of those things. But mostly the writer. Um, I don't know very many writers who write at a sexuality level that they're not comfortable with, but I'm sure there are some exceptions. Um, mm-hmm. I can write hot stuff, but I always, I, I don't always do that. To me, it has to fit the characters, it has to fit the book, it, you know, because it's not about me and what I want to write. Mm-hmm. It's about the story. It all comes right. down to story. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, the sex should have a story purpose. Um, Once that story purpose is served, then you can shut the door. My Mm -hmm. advice is that once the sex isn't moving the story forward anymore, Mm -hmm. then, you know, you can just kind of let it go. Yeah. You know, so. Okay. All right, great question. Thanks, Mm -hmm. Noblesse. Noblesse? No, no. No bless of leash? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, to get your question answered on the show. (laughs) I didn't screw it up on purpose. To get your question answered on the show and your name horribly butchered by Lonnie, (laughs) email us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com. And now for this week's We Recommend segment. This is where we recommend our favorite things, TV shows, movies, websites, whatever, and share them with you. So what do you have this week, Lonnie? I am recommending David Letterman. Ooh, I and love him. Yes, I, I love David Letterman. I've always loved David Letterman, but now I love him more because he and his company, uh, Worldwide Pants, which, mm-hmm. by the way, great production name for a company, <laughs> um, is, uh, have made a deal with the um, Writers Guild of America. As you all know, I've talked about this before, how the writers are on strike because of the unbelievably greedy... Um, corporate conglomerate of all the major networks who uh, don't want to pay them for their work. Mm -hmm. You know, why would you want to pay somebody fairly for their work if you don't have to? Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm a little bitter. Anyway, um, (laughs) so uh, David Letterman and his company made an individual um, agreement with the WGA and he got his uh, writers online. They're working. He was paying his entire staff for eight weeks mm, uh, while they were nice. out of work. He paid out of his own pocket to pay for the, uh, the writers and, and, um, and his entire staff that was out of work. And now he's got them back. And so I say, everybody watch Letterman and anybody who advertises with them, if you like their product, definitely buy it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Letterman is cool. Yes, yes. <laughs> paying his writers. Yes. <laughs> and he also gave them all their conditions that they were asking for. He gave them all the conditions. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So, so that was really great. So. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my recommendation is the Wii. Wee! Yes, Santa <laughs> stood in line at Target and got the Wii for the family. <laughs> we played it on Christmas Eve with the whole extended family and had the mm-hmm. best Christmas Eve It is ever. fun, isn't it? I it love was the Wii. Such, uh-huh. I'm, I'm still sore from the boxing. I know. You know? <laughs> But not only was it fun for the players, it was a riot for the spectators. Oh yes, we, it you is. know we uh-huh. had it. We, we had like 
me against my son and then it would be me against my husband and then my son against his aunt and our cousin against yeah. his sister and you uh-huh. know the whole family it was simple enough that the whole family you know got into it right and we mm-hmm. had an absolute blast and oh, then so fun. yeah and then for new year's we played the Wii. see that's uh-huh. what you should have done for new year's uh, yeah, for New Year's mm-hmm. Eve, we're playing the Wii kind of drunk. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which is even funnier. The Wii drunk <laughs> is even funnier, I'm telling you. You got to get the Dance Dance Revolution for the Wii, I'm telling you. It I don't know if so I'm that fun. coordinated. The boxing is a real workout. <laughs> <laughs> just stick to the boxing. <laughs> I know. It's really fun. I yeah. like the tennis, too. Yeah, the tennis is good. Mm-hmm. Yep, and the bowling. I think the bowling, oh, the bowling probably is, my, is favorite. my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have some good, clean family fun, get a Wii, if you can. Right. <laughs> if you don't mind standing in line outside for hours on end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up this block. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. A sexy international art thief with a license to steal and a past she can't escape. An ex-cop with a murder to avenge and nothing left to lose. A calculating killer launches a deadly game. From the heat of Havana to the streets of New York City, the race for justice is on. Sight unseen by Samantha Graves, now available at a store near you. (laughs) Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. And this is Will Write for Why. <laughs> and we are we'll discovering. Write for champagne. <laughs> we are discovering that champagne makes you burp. <laughs> it does. It does. And they say that you get drunk faster on champagne because yeah. of the bubbles or something. Ah. And I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I have to tell you, I'm feeling a little chipper. Mm-hmm. So maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Because I haven't had that much. <laughs> And I've got the well, champagne giggles. Yeah, I know. And we and I've got this little champagne glass. So I keep filling it, filling right, it. I and know. It's like, geez. I know. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So now we're gonna get serious, right? Tonight's show is all about, about sexual tension. Right. Keeping your hero and heroine apart. Right. Do not so, give them champagne. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you give them champagne, it's over. <laughs> All inhibitions out the door. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's not about the sex. The sexual Mm-mm. tension is not about the sex. It's a, about not having the sex that they want, which is much harder to do and even more challenging to maintain over the course of a book. Or, you know, in Sam's case, half, half of a, a book. book. <laughs> it depends. You it know, depends. I mean, these, these things vary. You know? Yes, they do. And it seems simple on its face. Just don't let them be together, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how hard could that be? Right. Um, but if only it were that easy. Your reader <laughs> is going to be engaged in the story. You need a hero and heroine who are obviously supposed to be together. Right. So you have to have chemistry and desire and attraction. But neither of them are going for it. Right. The fact that neither of them go for it is going to annoy the hell out of your reader if you don't give them a really good reason why they can't be together. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a challenge. Um Basically, it's two elements. There's the um, the attraction and the desire and how much they want each other. And then the reason why they can't be a, be together. So you have to have them in that conflict. You kind of have to balance those two things. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is the reason that they, are, that they are apart. That there has to be a really good 
conflict and a reason why they're not just getting together and going out on a date and having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the biggest uh, pitfalls that happen in this area of romance writing <laughs> are the really super contrived or very weak conflict reasons why they can't be together. Um, one of the things that drives me insane, mm. <laughs> and this is just a personal pet peeve. So, you know, if you've done it in your book, don't take it personally. I'm sure that I've done it. You know, I can't remember where because I probably blocked it out. But where the hero (laughs) and the heroine dislike each other for no real reason and they find each other annoying. Like whenever, whenever, and I think it's because it's done so much. There are some times where a hero or a heroine can genuinely find the other character annoying and and that's fine and it works and whatever. But like the annoying is like the the thing that so many romance writers kind of just fall to like oh he's so annoying he thinks he's yeah. smarter than everybody he thinks blah, blah, blah. you know and it just whenever they describe each other as annoying it drives me crazy mm-hmm. or <laughs> if the if one of them is just a jerk oh it's so like, much that you can't see what they what they would see in them anyway right, right? exactly mm-hmm. i mean it makes it just totally unreadable exactly you know, so. so where you're, you're mm-hmm. going so far into the conflict you know so far into the guy you know because you're like okay here's a good reason why they can't be together he's a complete jerk yeah well then <laughs> why does she like him because she has to there has to be a believable reason why they like each other and mm-hmm. a believable reason why they can't be together so the big pitfall is that just oh they're so annoying kind of thing mm-hmm. and then that's what keeps them apart mm-hmm. um there's also the hero and heroine who if they just would talk to each other uh, there'd no longer be any conflict. That's basically one of the litmus tests for your conflict. If, you know, you just say, okay, if I got them together in a room and they could speak to each other and talk it all out, would the conflict like completely adults. be gone? Yeah. Right, right exactly. Right. Would the conflict completely be gone? And if the answer to that is yes, your conflict isn't working. Right. You know, it's just right. not strong enough. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the hero and heroine who, if, oh, uh, wait, I already read that one. Ah! Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to have a sip of champagne. We love champagne. One or both of them. You know you know what it is? It's a different kind of effect that it mm-hmm. has on you. And I, I just, my head feels a little bit woozy. I don't yeah. know. I feel yeah. a little bit light in the head, which is not usually what happens to me. So all those bubbles are going up into your all brain. All those bubbles, they're making me a little, uh, yeah. I don't know, a little bubbly. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, one or both of them, <laughs> oh dear God, are afraid of getting quote unquote hurt again. Mm. <laughs> you know, they're afraid of love. They've been hurt before. Um, you know, this is such, it's kind of weak because it basically portrays your characters as a coward that they're not willing to, um, you know, get out there or whatever. And especially if it's, and, yeah. right. And if it's if just it's like, unbased. you know, yeah. right. I, I, the thing I, the, where it does work, where they don't want to get hurt again is if, the heroine, if it's a reunion story, and the mm. heroine and the hero specifically were the people that hurt each other and broke each other's hearts. In right. that case, it'll work for you. And the thing is, you know, that is a really road-worn premise. You know, the reunion story, and they broke up, and, you know, one of them did something to the other that completely broke the person's heart, and they're not willing to, you know, try with that person again. Mm-hmm. And so you've got that reunion, and it works really well. It's actually a very good source of conflict, and I think it works really well. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can twist it to right. work for, you know, the only thing is that it's done a lot because mm-hmm. it does work so well. So one of the things is that you're really going to have to kind of twist that to make it work well for your characters. But I mean, that kind of right. thing, like um, Susan Elizabeth Phillips, ain't she mm-hmm. sweet? 
Mm-hmm. In that, uh, actually, although I don't think they were together, but they had a history together. The hero and the heroine had a history together where um, she had done something truly horrible to him when she was like mm-hmm. a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, and com- basically had ruined his life. And so when they met again 10 years later and she's grown up, you know, um, there's an attraction, but they can't be together because she's the girl who ruined his life, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, basically, like, that's the kind of situation where, you know, when they have a history together, that it'll work. Right. But, uh, you know, just, I'm, I'm afraid of getting hurt again. It just sounds whiny, mm-hmm. and it's just not something that your readers are probably going to be able to get behind. Although, again, right. everybody, you know, <laughs> there's some writer out there that can make it work, you know, but I just, right. this is, this is kind of really typical pitfalls that people fall into. Right. Well, what's fun about having the, the reunion stories where they've tried it once and it didn't work was that, is that this time around they have to change in order for it to work. Right. Something and has to that, change. Something has to be different. Right. Mm-hmm. And that makes it really interesting. Yes. And that can yeah. be a lot of fun to work with, mm-hmm. you know, and if they have a history and they broke up, you know, there needs to be a really good reason why they broke up the first time. Exactly. You know, so um, so you've got to have a real solid kind of background history there. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that can be a problem is if all of the conflict between them is external. Mm. So, you know, they they like they meet, they like each other, they want to be together, but every time they try to kiss, the apocalypse happens, you know, yeah. and, and something <laughs> because then there's no sexual tension because they want each other, they know they want each other, they know mm-hmm. the other person wants them. You know, that it's very clear and cut dried. I think the the sexual tension comes from wanting something and not being sure if you can have it. Right. And you have to kind of keep that ball in the air. Mm-hmm. The not being or sure if you can have it, if it's going to work. You, if you can have it or if you can handle it. Right, right. that's the other thing, too, because yeah. there's so much there's so much more than just the sex. There's the whole right. emotional part of it mm-hmm. that you have to be able to handle. The character has to be able to handle. Exactly, exactly. Book, so, I mean, so. It's, about, it's about wanting. Uh, sexual tension is about wanting something really badly. Mm-hmm. And just being completely unsure about whether it's going to work, whether whether he wants her or, mm-hmm. you know, she's, you know, she wants him. And, and, you know, that there's all that kind of dance that they have to do. So that's basically what the sexual tension kind of comes down to. Right. Okay, so avoiding the major pitfalls. Still, you've got issues, mm-hmm. a lot of story to get through in which you have to keep your hero and heroine completely motivated not to get together. Mm-hmm. But you still have to show how much they want each other. Right. The desire for each other needs to be motivated as well. Mm-hmm. Now, there's the physical attraction, right. but not just physical attraction. Whenever mm-hmm. a heroine looks at a hero and thinks, ha, it, yes. you know, it just doesn't work you, you know, know that's another one of my my yeah. little points like the hot mm-hmm. hot and annoying those yeah. are the two things that when I read those in a romance novel I'm like oh forget it you know I mean and it's one of those things that you'll see so often where mm. a girl will see a guy and she'll be like oh he's got these you know six-pack abs and mm-hmm. blah 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 and he's just so hot you know yeah and I just don't I don't know I don't respond to that do you no not usually I mean usually if if one of my heroine look heroines you know are are looking at the hero Mm -hmm. she might be thinking how different he is from most of the men that she works with or that she knows or that i mean you know she can appreciate about him but i think the thing about hot that drives me crazy is besides the fact that hilton says it all the time that's right so hot hot. um the thing about hot that drives me crazy is that it is there's nothing specific about it it is such a vague description 
mm-hmm. you know, that he's so hot rather than, you know, like he's got these eyes that, you know, what is it right. specifically about him, about this character that makes mm-hmm. him attractive to her? And the hot thing is just kind of this generic, um, culturally defined Almost, stereotype. Yeah. And, and sort of immature, yeah. Like in a way. Yeah. You know, mature women aren't going to say, oh, that guy's hot. They're going to say, oh, that guy has, you know, a beautiful right. face or, or, or nice yeah. hair or, or right. nice whatever. It's going to be very specific, something that means something to them. I mean, there can be a physical attraction. So. Like I have a thing. All my heroines love guys with the, the crinkly laugh lines on their mm-hmm. eyes because I love that. <laughs> the crinkly laugh lines and the crooked smile. The crooked smile actually, though, is a bit cliche. Mm. I've used it. I've used it. I love the crooked smile. My husband has a crooked smile and I love it. <laughs> but I mean, those things, like things that when you, when you hit on a specific detail uh, physically about somebody, about what uh, a particular, it's it tells you something. Yes. It also tells you more about your heroine. That, that exactly. This is what she finds attractive in this guy. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, the hot That's thing right. is just a, a, a thing for me. I'll, I'll drink and let you finish. Go so, ahead. Well, so there has to be something specific about the hero that mm-hmm. the heroine really likes because he's the only one that's right for her. Mm-hmm. Not right. because he's every woman's dream. Right. I don't mm-hmm. think any heroine wants a guy who's every woman's dream. You know, well, she wants right. him to feel think... like he's hers. So. And is there one guy who, I mean, because the thing is, yeah. like, some people, like, some people really like pretty guys. Mm. You know, like, very pretty, the, the classically prettier George Michael type of guy. Some women mm-hmm. like that. That's not my thing. Mm. You know, um, I ended up marrying a pretty guy. It sort of happened by accident. <laughs> when I first met him, I thought, no, he's too pretty. Um, but, uh, but I mean, there, there's certain things that, like, I think it defines your character. You know, your heroine right. as far as what it is that she likes. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there has to be an emotional reason for them to be together. Mm-hmm. Now, if her weakness is self-confidence, he needs to be very confident. Mm-hmm. If he can't get in touch with his emotions, and how often does that happen? Right. She has to be connected to her. Right, right. They need to complement and fill the holes in each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So yep. you're gonna want to you're gonna want to hit on those things that that that's the emotional reason for them to be together, not just a physical attraction, but that there's an emotional thing that they can kind of provide for each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the final thing is they have to challenge each other. Mm-hmm. If when they are together, they watch movies and eat popcorn and have a good time, that's not great fiction. <laughs> it's real life. That's right. And mm-hmm. you don't buy a book to read about real life. Exactly. So, um, but if when they get together, they push each other's buttons and make, you know, and, and each forces the other to face what's missing within themselves, mm-hmm. then you've got something really good going on. And right. I particularly like it when they're so close together that they actually can see mm-hmm. the weaknesses in each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're not afraid to point them out mm-hmm. because they're already at odds. Right. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to use that to their advantage if they're exactly. in a in, if they're in a point of conflict. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. So anyway, once you've got the hero and the heroine's attraction and conflict and balance, which is mm-hmm. essentially what you have to do. You have to have attraction on one side and um, conflict on the other and get them in balance so that one doesn't outweigh the other. Um, so that they can't be together but they can't stay apart. Then you have to start messing with them. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> because in the beginning they're apart and in the end they're together and you've got to arc them through that process. Mm-hmm. Um you got to have them working past their conflict, uh, both internal and external, until they break down. And right. I usually kind of see this in three stages, although I just made this up off the top of my head, so it may not stand <laughs> up in court, but still. 
So, I mean, the first break for me is the first kiss. Um, You know, sometimes this happens really early on, sometimes later. Uh, For me, that first kiss, the moment they can't take it anymore and they just have to kiss, um, Mm -hmm. is usually something I kind of like to build up to. Mm -hmm. Although, I don't know, for Finn and Tessa and the comeback kiss, they kiss like, it's like on page 10, like the second they saw each other again after 10 (laughs) years, they were like, boom! But then she was still angry with him. And so once they'd kissed and everything, she sort of got her senses and pushed him away because she loved him very much. But he had Mm -hmm. completely he was so immature and he had messed with her head. And uh, they had had one very, very bad night about 10 years prior. And then he had just disappeared. And right. And well, and she had again. also been forced to grow up right. very fast. Right. And he had. So she wasn't in that place. <laughs> he hadn't. <laughs> he wasn't his girl. But, you know, so she had been kind of forced in that, in that situation. So, mm-hmm. uh, But when they saw each other, it was this instant electricity that was just there because they, right. they just were this, this couple that just belonged together, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was kind of a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, usually when I, I always, you know, I read this and it just occurred to me that usually for me, it's the first touch, not the first kiss. I see. It's the first time that they're in each other's personal space. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. At that point, there should be a spark Mm -hmm. that neither one of them wants to admit. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. They both want to deny it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The first kiss is kind of that first hurdle, but that first point when they're really mm-hmm. close and they're in each other's personal space mm-hmm. and they've stepped over the line of what friends should be right mm-hmm. you know exactly. or oh, you know point. partners should be that they actually um, it kind of makes them reassess their uh-huh. positions mm-hmm. it's almost like a jockeying in a race you know right. you just mm-hmm. kind of hit that hit that first bend and you have to kind of reassess uh-huh. where you are and what you're doing mm-hmm. and sometimes it'll push them further away mm-hmm. sometimes it'll really intrigue them mm-hmm. you know so you can do a lot with that first uh, with that first with touch. that first touch you know you're really yeah. right I hadn't thought mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um now as far as first kiss inside and scene Dax kissed Raven because they were pretending to be a couple mm-hmm And it was interesting because she's the one who he considered to be the ultimate actress. Right. Mm -hmm. She was like a chameleon. She could Mm -hmm. change, you know. Right. But that kiss shook her and he knew it. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is he did it because he wanted to get a rise out of her. Uh But in the end, it only made him want her more. Right. Right. So it broke down emotional walls for both of them. And I think that that's the important thing, be it a touch or a kiss or whatever it is, you know, because depending on the kind of story that you're telling, it can be various things along that spectrum. Mm-hmm. But um, but that it has to break down a certain emotional wall that after this moment, they can't go back to who they were before that. Right. You know, and I think right. that that's kind of an important thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second break for me is, is sex. You mm-hmm. know, although there, there can be various things, again, along the spectrum. But um, usually this happens somewhere for me around the midpoint. Right. About um, that for me, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The internal conflicts are, you know, starting to break down. They've accepted that they want to be together, at least physically, if not emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not like, oh, we want to be married. Right. But it's like, you know, we are yeah. really into this person. They've, they've and kind I of think, accepted that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really on the physical level. That first right. time. Mm-hmm. Because it's after that first time that all the emotional crap hits the fan. Right. After, <laughs> after the sex when all the emotional crap starts happening. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. This is the, the physical break. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so circumstances, you know, need to provide them with the time and the, mm-hmm. you know, appropriate space to, uh, to get it on. <laughs> 
Um, and this doesn't always mean that they'll be officially together afterwards. So it's definitely not, you know, the end of your story. Um, right. But the first time that they have sex does need to mean something to your characters. It needs to push the story forward in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because sex is not commitment. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between having sex and, and having a commitment to right. each other. So, huge difference. Um, mm-hmm. Huge difference. And that's what romances really are about. It's about the commitment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, which is why you'll find romances that don't have any sex in them. Right. You have romances mm-hmm. that have a lot of sex in them. Right. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's the commitment at the end. So, Insight right. um, Unseen, Raven um, had failed at her latest mission among others Mm -hmm. which was something that never happened to her Mm -hmm. she was very very successful and very very good at what she did and at that point she had lost all hope of saving her business partner and she really was very vulnerable and kind of floundering which was Mm -hmm. something that she was not used to this is a very strong heroine yeah Mm -hmm. and she needs Dax's strength so Mm -hmm. she is the one who actually initiates it Mm -hmm. which was uh which was a fun uh, different than many of the books that I had written before, yeah. mm-hmm. but at that in this circumstance, she was the one who needed to initiate it. Right. It was about her and what mm-hmm. she needed at mm-hmm. that point. So mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, so the third break, what I think mm-hmm. is is the I love you, and it doesn't necessarily I think have to be. Because a lot of the things sometimes in romance novels that'll happen is that people, you know, have known each other for two days are like, oh, I love you, you know. And, mm-hmm. and no, we're talking about the commitment part in here. Right. We're talking this about is... it's that moment when emotionally they realize this is the person that they want to be with, you know, mm-hmm. whether they actually technically say I love you or not. You know, in most romance novels they do. Um, but whether they actually technically say that or not is really kind of uh, it can vary. Um, mm-hmm. But it's basically the emotional equivalent of sex um, when one or both of the right. characters has gotten to the point where they know they want the other one and that they want to be together. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times this will happen at the very last moment because once they've said I love you, you know, they've gotten past the, the physical, you know, um, part of it and then they've gotten right. to the emotional part of it and then pretty much most of the obstacles um, are overcome at that part. Right. Um, well, in a romance, typically... Mm-hmm. The emotional resolution mm-hmm. is the last thing right. on the page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, generally the uh, external conflict, um, the external, the plot, uh, yeah. you know, rolls up before then. Mm-hmm. And then the romance rolls up after that. So. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, that is what I see as kind of like the last, mm-hmm. you know, the last um, wall to knock down is the mm-hmm. is the I love you getting to that point where they look at each other and they say you know whatever our external conflicts are we want to be together you know I'm that's crazy right. about you and you're that's crazy about me and that's because we we've do. been through mm-hmm. this whole book right mm-hmm. and we managed to make it through alive and right you know and and took care of each other and mm-hmm. you know and 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 it kind of proves to the reader mm-hmm. that yes they really do have what it takes to stay committed to be to be together right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep and that's i think okay. that's part of it too so mm-hmm. okay Absolutely. cool mm-hmm. all right well i think that wraps up another c block mm-hmm. we need more champagne i think so <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> flynn daly needs a drink under pressure from her father she's agreed to move out of her south boston neighborhood and run the inn left to her by her dead aunt problem it's in the middle of upstate new york where there's nature and bugs and no public transportation cute bartender keeps giving her attitude and she's getting visits from her aunt esther even though she's dead 
Jake Tucker needs a break. He's sure that Esther Goodhouse was murdered, but he can't find any proof. If cozying up to Esther's niece gets him the information he needs, so be it. But once he gets close to Flynn, he decides that some investigations are more fun with a partner. Crazy in Love by Lonnie Diane Rich. In stores now. Thanks for coming back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Ripe for Wine. Yes, it is. In 2008. Yay! Want to win some great prizes? Oh, sure. Of course you do. <laughs> Head on down to wellrightforwine.com and give us some feedback. We're looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show. Oh, great. I've been drinking champagne and now I've got the verbal sobriety test. Oh. Okay, each month, <laughs> all eligible entries will go into a wine bucket. At the end of the month, we'll pull a name out of the bucket to win a fabulous prize. I think we put I've all passed. the tough words in that one little paragraph. Eligible uh, is not an easy word to say when you've been drinking. I'm sorry, it's just not. <laughs> Speaking of which, yes. the winner of the signed copy of Sight Unseen by Samantha Graves and Yay. an official Will Write for Wine refrigerator magnet is <gasps> Melissa Blue from the Yay. Whiffer Forums. Yay! Congratulations, yes. Melissa. Uh, Melissa, send me your mailing address so I can get those out to you. For January, we have a copy of A Little Ray of Sunshine by Lottie Day and Rich. Yay! And trust me, you don't want to miss this opportunity. It's a wonderful book. It's my favorite. It's You know, I mean, I hate to say that about my own book, but out of everything I've written, it's my favorite. And it's coming Mm -hmm. out on February 5th, so everybody run out and buy it. Oh, 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 oh. And guess what? What? It's going to be in Target. No. (laughs) (laughs) Just found out this week it's going to be in Target, which, you know, for most of you may not mean anything, but like getting to Target is like hugely. It's like, okay. So imagine that like you're in high school and Mm -hmm. like there's the quarterback and he like never notices you and then suddenly he asks you to the prom. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's getting into Target. Yes. (laughs) It's really, really hard, but when you do, it's good. (laughs) So everybody go to Target and buy them all out so that they buy lots more and they make a big deal out of me. Anyway. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) February 5th. shameless whoring of myself on this show <laughs> i have integrity anyway all you have to do to enter is send us email at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment on our website or participate in the forums right we will announce the january winner on our first february show mm-hmm. so send in your comments and suggestions now okay see that's my sobriety test right little... <laughs> january and february i'm telling you and suggestions. Comments and suggestions. <laughs> suggestions is really hard. Almost as hard as eligible. Not quite. <laughs> and I have to say wine bucket. Wine bucket <laughs> twice. <laughs> Up next, we have the da-da-da-da. <laughs> Can you believe we're adults and this is what we do? <laughs> do you ever just sit back and think we're actually grown-ups doing this every week? <laughs> Weekly weigh-in! Yay! <laughs> oh, man. Salati, so how'd you do this week? Well, I'll tell you. I finished my rough draft of Dogs and Goddesses. Yay! Yay! I drank champagne in your honor. Okay, yay! Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> um, the rough draft of my part of Dogs and Goddesses, mm. uh, which is the collaboration I'm doing with uh, Jenny Cruzine and Anster. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote, I don't know, like 15 pages, I awesome. think, this week. You know, which was the last act for me. But when you're writing with two other people, they write two-thirds of it. Oh, so it makes man. it a lot easier. I can't um, even imagine. Um, and I also did New Year's with my in-laws. Ah, 
ah. which was which was loads of fun. They're, they're lovely, lovely people, but mm-hmm. I'm just not a good host. I get very stressed <laughs> out because I never know what to do. I'm like, oh, we can go see a movie. Oh, but it's snowing. <laughs> We can't leave the house, so let's watch TV. You know, I mean, just always feel like let's such a bowl loser. on the weed. I know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do this week? Well, I did massive world building on my uh-huh. new proposal because yay. it's a series, uh-huh. yay, which means more world building than your average bear. It does. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not much to show for it, but um, the books are coming along, so no, I'm very you know, happy with what I've got. And that that stuff is so important, and it's so hard, you know, as a writer to kind of give yourself credit mm-hmm. for the work that goes into that because it's all in your head. You right. <laughs> well, I mean, you can put it back. You, you put it down in a couple of spreadsheets. Though, I do. You? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So you yeah. got you got at least that. I don't even get that. <laughs> I, I mean, don't do this spreadsheets. So. Just takes you know the research. I told you yesterday. I spent right. two hours, you know, I looking know. at this one website trying to you know figure out the stuff that I wanted off it mm-hmm. I mean it, that part of it just takes so much time but mm-hmm. when I'm doing that also pieces of the book are also coming right. to me so it does so uh-huh. it doesn't it kind of uh solidifies it in my head mostly but I do right. save a lot of pictures I do a lot mm-hmm. of research and and all of that so which yeah. is still a lot of work it just it's takes just so time. hard to give yourself credit for it because yeah. you're like yeah I didn't write any pages or anything I don't right. even show for it but <laughs> I thought about it a lot, you know? <laughs> but you did. That's a lot of work. That's yep. really great. Yep. And I so heard happy. all the stories, so I think it's really good. Oh, thank you. I really like it. I'm excited. So I am too. I can't wait till you write it because I don't have to do any work. I just get to sit there and read it. <laughs> all right. So now it's time for this week's Random Etc. We do whatever we feel like because it's our show. Mm-hmm. This week we are doing our favorite Killer, killer word <laughs> all right go ahead hit me oh okay you ready you go first okay. yes mm-hmm. ritkus what rick rictus 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 yeah r-i-c-t-u-s okay rictus mm-hmm. okay she's like no <laughs> nice try no you, you got drink. it no you're right you're rictus right. r-i-c-t-u-s yeah. I uh-huh. you did yeah rictus sounds to me like um Oh, God. I don't know why. I think it, it sounds like something being stiff. I think maybe because I'm thinking of rigor mortis. Maybe. Rictus. <laughs> something. Maybe. She's not going to help me at all. I don't know. And considering sexual tension, something being stiff, that could just go in a lot of wrong oh, directions. Yeah. It, so it's I'm not going in that direction, go. just so you okay. know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Not. So that's just, not. yeah. Okay. So what is rictus? <laughs> rictus is a gaping grin or grimace. Ew. Isn't that? Like, ah. <laughs> so basically, somebody's got their mouth open and they're grinning or they're grimacing. Oh dear God! I, that is I, not a good word. It's not. It <laughs> doesn't even sound like a good word. But I thought it was cool. Just it so is. Like, it's cool. cool. It's interesting. I think you know. When I say not a good word, I mean like. Ugh. But it's very evocative, though. It I mean, is. it's a good word in that sense that it's extremely evocative. But mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm ready. For mine? Mm-hmm. Okay. Collisionous. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm going to get you for this one sometime. I know. <laughs> I know you'll get even. Collisionous. Collisionous. C O L L I G E N O U S. No. Not even close. <laughs> 
It's it's somebody who dresses like they're in college. Oh, dresses. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're collagenous. I see. <laughs> well, that is a very creative answer. But actually, okay, the spelling first of all mm-hmm. is C A L I G I N O U S, collagenous. Okay. And it is dark, gloomy, obscure, or misty. It's an adjective. Oh. Collagenous. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. I like it. I think that's kind of a cool uh, word. It's Mm -hmm. a little obscure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a good word. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, I guess. Mm -hmm. We're done. We're done. And we'll be right (laughs) back. Well, the show's almost over, and I'm sure you're really sad about that. But now you don't have to wait another week to hear from Sam and Lonnie because we've got websites open 24-7 and ready when you are, morning, noon, or night. For Lonnie, be sure to stop by the newly redesigned LonnieDianeRich.com where Lonnie's latest books and news will be regularly updated. Right, Lonnie? Also, don't forget to drop by dogsandgoddesses.com, where Lonnie is collaborating live on the web with New York Times bestsellers Jennifer Cruzy and Ann Stewart. It's like a reality show with writers, which is really much more interesting than it sounds. So check it out. For more information on Sam, click your way on over to samanthagraves.com for her latest news and giveaways. I think she's better about updating. Yeah, that's right. There are also links to her blog, her MySpace page, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry author of award-winning futuristic romances and don't forget to stop by at willwriteforwine.com for links to our joint myspace page our cafe press store and all the cool things we talk about during the show by the time you're done with all that we'll be back in a new podcast next week everybody plays and everybody wins Time for last call here on Will Write for Wine. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yes, keep sending in those wine suggestions to us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or post them in the forums. Send good wine suggestions to Sam. Me. Send cheap wine suggestions to me. Lonnie. I just have to say suggestions <laughs> twice. You know, I've noticed you were the one who coordinated this script. The last time we all switched parts. And I just have to say I'm getting suggestions. I'm getting eligible. <laughs> Just trying to mess me up. I'll have Go to. Ahead. I'll have to change those words. Those hard words. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we'll I'm go gonna screw them up sober. I mean, seriously. <laughs> okay, and don't miss our cool cafe press store where you mm-hmm. can get all kinds of cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody drink. We'll write for wine mer- merchandise. It's you know, awesome. Awesome. Drink. Yeah. Right. You know what? They're starting to say that on the forums, which I think I know. Every time anybody says awesome on the forums, they have to like, drink. Everybody drink. <laughs> it's awesome. Honestly, you would think that I'd have a vocabulary, you know, being a writer and doing killer word with you all the time. But no. <laughs> it's collagenous. I have okay, yet sorry, to use our killer words in any of my books. I'm afraid to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is that they're they're really weird words. I mean, they I don't are. know if I would ever use the word collagenous. Yeah, yeah. And I think that you need to use words that your average person is going to be able to figure out. I mean, right. you know, at least from context or whatever. <laughs> collagenous is just being. Rickets. You know, just showing off. Rickets. Rickets. Is it rickets? What, rictus? 
<laughs> we were talking about rictus. Oh, we're trying to figure out what rictus reminds us of. Yeah. Because rictus, when I hear rictus, I think of rigor mortis. I think yeah. of being stiff with yeah. death. Yeah. You know? And but yet that's not what it means at all. And I don't know where I've heard it before. And I know, I know. somebody out there is like, Oh, you idiot, and they know the <laughs> word is. They've got the word on the tip of their tongue that I'm confusing of, this with. Because rickets is a disease, right? Rickets is a disease. I don't uh-huh. know if it's rickets. There's something about yeah. rictus huh. or some kind of and you know what? Huh. One of the whiffers out there knows exactly what I word know. it is that we're associating this with, but and, I have no idea. And we thought it had something to do with Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why, getting, but anyway. It, well, you know, rictus itself with the gaping mouth is mm-hmm. like an Edgar Allan Poe <laughs> kind of word, you know. Anyways, right. where were we? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the, oh, the Cafe Press link can be found in the right-hand column at the website at willwriteforwine.com. <laughs> we are just all Rare. over the place tonight. <laughs> we are on it. This is a definite illustration of why you should not drink champagne if you don't want to look Woo-hoo. like an idiot, I think, really. <laughs> Uh oh wait oh, here's my part okay mm-hmm. if you're buying wine anyway don't forget to try the link on our website to mywinesdirect.com which mm. will send the UPS man to your door with wine mm-hmm. or to a friend's door mm-hmm. with a wonderful and thoughtful gift for a birthday or an anniversary or an I'm thinking of you and just know you need wine gift. <laughs> it's all good stuff That's right. and if you've enjoyed the show don't forget to vote for us at Podcast Alley or review us at iTunes we haven't had a, a, an iTunes review oh, iTunes a review in like ages yeah. You know. So, okay. We're getting um, needy, people. <laughs> <laughs> takes takes a lot to keep us happy. Right. <laughs> so next week's show is all about rejections. Ooh. How to get them, how to deal with them, and how to move on. Right. Yeah, because if you don't, mm-hmm. you're not going to be a writer. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't handle rejection and people saying, you suck. <laughs> Maybe you should just do something else. Yeah. Because it's one thing when one person says it, but right. it's another thing when like reviewers say it or people right. on Amazon or whatever. So right. you have to learn to or come say to you're wonderful by giving you like perhaps a Romantic Times nomination. Did we not discuss that? I know we mentioned it on the oh. forums. But I think we forgot to mention that our own Samantha has recently received a nomination for Best Paranormal Romantic Suspense. Is Correct. That it? Yes. All right. First Best Paranormal. Yeah. First Sight Unseen from yes. Romantic Times Magazine. So rocking Very cool. out. That's Thank awesome. You. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess we can go on to next week's show now. All right. Okay. Oh. It's you. Oh, you got it? <laughs> it's no, you. No, it's you. No, it's not. Next week's show is all about rejections. That's I just said that. Blue. You did? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> go, Lonnie. Go, Lonnie. All right. <laughs> champagne does champagne. get you drunk faster. <laughs> it's got a lower alcohol content, and yet my brain is as fuzzy as it's ever been. All right. So until next time, this is Lonnie. <laughs> and this is Sam. Saying so if you can't write for money... Right for champagne? Yeah, baby. Then <laughs> <laughs> right for wine. Bye. We'll Ride for Wine is brought to you each week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Be sure to hit the website at willwriteforwine.com where you can find great links to everything in the show, news about what the girls are up to, and links to great cafe press merchandise like t-shirts, 
hats and mugs. I like the apron myself. Also, don't forget to friend them on MySpace at myspace.com slash we'll ride for one. Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and go vote for Lonnie and Sam at Podcast Alley or write a glowing review at iTunes. Remember, there's good karma out there. Vote for them at Podcast Alley. Come back next time as Johnny Depp's soulmate or perhaps Colin first. Mmm, ring any bells? Or, you know, the, the soulmate, whoever does it for you. You get the point. Anyway, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on Will Write for Wine. Down on my caffeine consumption. So when I get up, I just have one cup of coffee, and I like to have another cup of coffee with my breakfast. And on the way to work, I like to get a cup of coffee.